Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, you're listening to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. And as I said that, a cat just jumped down right next to the control board, but I was lucky. She was very graceful. Yeah, cats are graceful, aren't they? It's pretty amazing what they can do. But we definitely don't want to underestimate them. Lately, there's been uh, some cougar sightings where I live. And I know people in California see mountain lions or cougars quite a lot. There's places all over North America with them. But um, yeah, apparently, they were seen teaching their young how to kill raccoons just kind of an interesting idea because here we have you know beautiful sleek cat hunting and killing an animal that we think of as a cartoon character with a little mask whose side are you on <laughs> that's a tough one. Oh well the raccoons are also the garbage bandits and they do kill cats so do cougars so i don't know whose side you're on i think i'm on the cougar side on this one but as we encroach their environment we're gonna have more and more encounters with raccoons for sure coyotes definitely and cougars so the best thing is keep your cats in at night have cat doors that work if you're going to let them outside at all which everyone says all the cat experts say you shouldn't but i do i have cats that go in and out and they have cat doors that are always accessible so they can always get away from predators Plus, my property is fully fenced and protected by dogs. So if they venture beyond the fences, they are in danger. And of course, the cats do venture beyond the fences. No matter what I say, stay inside the fences. They don't listen. It's always, the grass is always greener on the other side of that fence. The hunting's always better over there. But if you set it up right, you should be able to keep your cats safe from predators. And most of these predators prey at night, dawn and dusk and evening and nighttime. So that gives you a clue. If you want to take your cat out with you in the backyard during the day and then bring it in again, that's the safest. Or create a cat enclosure or buy one of those fancy cat exercise things you can have inside or outside. Another thing people do that I think is amazing is they build little ladders in their houses and shelves. So like a shelf all the way around the room that's about six inches, 10 inches, something like that, below the ceiling. It doesn't interfere with human activity at all, except that you have to dust it. But it, it doesn't take up your space at all. But it creates an entire new walkway for the cats. And all they need is a ladder up. So I think that's a fantastic idea. Okay, so we're going to talk about a few other things besides cats today. But I did want to mention something I saw on TV that I thought was so funny. It was a rerun show of this show called Till Death. And the, the couple that stars in it, very funny, sarcastic couple. But the premise of this one episode was that the man had been lying for over 20 years. <laughs> and what was his big lie? Well... He said that he was allergic to cats when he wasn't because he didn't want to get one. And he's been fake sneezing every time he passes a cat and pouring it on all these years. So, of course, she figures it out and she gets a cat. And the near the end of the episode, you see them in bed. And where's the cat? Of course, sleeping right in the bed between them. 
So yeah, it's probably not the best lie to do. Mm -mm. You're going to get caught out on that one. And you do get over allergies. If you bring cats into your life, you can get over allergies. I know it's a rough go at first and it doesn't work for everybody. But for most people, exposure to them does negate the symptoms over time. And it's interesting for people who are really allergic, when they go away from their cats and then return, they're allergic again. They have to build up immunity all over. But it is sort of the same idea as the allergy shot. You know, a little dose of cat hair, a little dose of cat saliva (laughs) every day from your purring, rubbing little feline friends is a lot better than a needle. That's what I say. All right. So we're going to leave the cat world for a second today and just talk about something that was in the news that I found so disturbing. And they're still looking for the assailant. So a dog walker was walking three dogs, I believe. Two of them were greater Swiss mountain dog. Big dogs. Okay. Like big dogs. Too bad on that one. Anyway, she was on, she was on her walk on January 23rd and she had her three dogs off leash in the forest. Beautiful here near Vancouver in the North Shore Mountains. And for those of you who have never been to Vancouver, it's an amazing place. There's ocean and beaches and there's forest and there's so many places to walk dogs. So this lady took her dogs to the forest and was walking out there. Trees so tall, bigger than skyscrapers, leaves broader than your shoulders. Like this is the kind of forest we have here. Not doing any harm to anybody out there with her lumbering big dogs. And she gets attacked. This couple comes up and the couple had dogs themselves, dogs off leash themselves. But anyway, this guy decides uh, he doesn't like her for some reason. And he actually starts hitting her and punching her, attacking her. And then uh, she gets away from him and he attacks her again, punched, kicked, assaulted. So if anybody saw this January 23rd in the North Shore, the police, the RCMP, they really want to know. They really want to know what you saw. So please report it. It's just crazy that a person with two, a man and a woman walking with two off-leash dogs would go and assault somebody else walking with off-leash dogs. I mean, as I said before, there's coyotes and cougars and all kinds of menaces here. So you want a big dog when you're in the woods. And uh, yeah, like this is just backwards, this whole idea. But I really want to see this guy caught because I completely sympathize with this woman out walking dogs who gets attacked from nowhere by a man and a woman. And you know what, mister? Mister who's on the run, mister that all the dog lovers are looking for, you there with your wife and your two little dogs walking in the North Shore, we're we're looking for you. That's right. We're going to find you. And I just want you to know the next person you attack, they may not have a greater Swiss mountain dog with impeccable manners and a sweet nature. Maybe it'd be someone like me walking a Rottweiler or a Wolf Cross or a German Shepherd that just doesn't put up with you attacking a woman. That's right. Your comeuppance may come sooner than the police, and I certainly hope so. All right, everybody, we're going to go to break, and we're going to come back and talk about happier topics. Stay tuned on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. How many of you have pets? 
My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life, and that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion. Because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select pet co-locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, we're back with Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. And, okay, so I was listening to the radio and I heard this comedian and he made a great animal joke. He said, oh yeah, I'm an animal lover. I eat them. And then he said, oh, that's a lot like a cannibal saying he's a people person. Exactly. So for all you vegetarians out there, there's a salute to you. Well done. I'm not a vegetarian anymore, but I do respect those who choose that lifestyle. Definitely do. Okay, so there's a show on TV called Frogging, and it really puzzles me. It probably puzzles anyone who has a dog. I just don't understand this. How... You could live in a house and have a stranger living in your pantry or attic or crawl space or behind a wall and not even know. And when I see the reruns and the adverts for this show and I, I watch a little bit of it, I just think, people, get a dog, get a dog, get a dog. <laughs> the problem will disappear. That's all you got to do. No dog, no dog would be oblivious. A blind deaf dog would pick up on the frogger behind the wall. Okay. So just even having a dog visit, if you think you have a frogger, have a dog visit. He'll suss it out. He'll 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 find that frogger. Okay. So a frogger for people who don't know is a secret stranger who hides out in other people's houses and actually lives there. Ooh, creepy. Yeah, definitely. Dogs are solution to that one. Simple, simple solution. Okay, so I got an email. It says, my dog won't come. She comes at home. She comes in the backyard. She comes for my husband. But when I'm out walking her, she just won't come to me. What can I do? Yeah, the dog won't come. Okay. Well, most of us have a dog. Well, many of us, I should say, have a dog that at some point in its life, maybe 10 months to 18 months, Oh, okay. when you call it, it's a gamble. It's a big gamble. Will he come? Won't he come? Will he listen? Won't he listen? And you kind of look around, is there something better for him to do that he might go do? Well, that's what he's doing too. He's like, hey, she's calling me. What am I missing? Is she going to take me home? Is the walk over? Oh, oh yeah. I'll pretend I don't hear her and I will look over there. Oh, look. I see a cat. I see a squirrel. I see another dog. I see a man throwing a tennis ball. Whatever I see has got to be better than going home and ending this walk. That's how your dog thinks. So probing a little more deeply into this story, I read the second page of the email. And if you do send me an email, 
usually a couple paragraphs is good. <laughs> but anyway, the second page telling me that the husband is actually a long distance runner. So when he takes the dog, he takes the dog for his warm up and his warm down, which actually I think is great. I want to I want to give a shout out to that one. If you're an intense runner, an intense athlete, and your dog maybe isn't, maybe it's too young or too old or not quite the right shape or it just isn't up to 10k runs at breakneck speed. Okay, then yeah, take it for the warm up and take it for the warm down. That's perfect. Skip the high intensity, high impact maybe heat of the day, skip that part. Just give him the nice, you know, when you're jogging, that's perfect. Perfect. He can stay in a trot and most dogs can do a trot for a very, very long time. They can't do a canter for long. That's their sprint. That's what's meant to kind of close the kill when they're hunting, but it's not meant for long distances. So this guy's doing the right thing. So basically what we've got is a couple where the man exercises the dog to the dog's uh, satisfaction and the woman doesn't. And so when she takes the dog out, it uh, plays silly games to try and get more time, more exercise. So, okay, so some of this is an obedience problem, but not really, because he does come to the to the husband and does come often. He gave a bunch of examples. The only time the dog isn't coming is when it's it thinks it's under-exercised with the wife. So what I would suggest, first and foremost, is get one of those chuckers. You know, those ball chucker things, get one of those or a tennis racket, an old racquetball racket, any old racket and a tennis ball or two or three or four. And just hit that instead of walking and trying to exercise this dog with your legs as you're walking, hit the ball. Let that dog run, you know, so much more laps around you. Go get the ball, bring it back. You're still walking. You'll still get your steps in. Don't worry. But the dog will be getting its steps in much, much better. It'll be running and running and chasing and returning and running like a dog should, as opposed to walking like a human should. So that's my big suggestion is more workout with the time you've got. If you can take another dog along, that's even better than they play with each other and they test each other's reflexes and they race around and that's the ultimate workout for a dog is to run and chase with this like-minded, similarly athletic dog. That's the best. But if you can't do that, fetch in water, fetch on land, games. That's what you want to do. And at the same time as you're doing all this on your walks, which really doesn't take more time, it just means you're hitting something as you walk. Or you can even just sit down and have a nice coffee and hit that ball and dog goes and brings it back and hit it again, have a conversation, return your text. There's a lot you could do with this newfound freedom if you want it. And I would suggest take more than one ball because you might lose the ball, but also your dog might get the idea that he's going to play keep away. And that's when you want to show your dog that you've got the second ball. He may think he's got game ball. No, 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 no. You've got game ball. And you can play with your game ball like it's a hacky sack or sort of pretend juggle or roll it around in your hands or hug it to your body. Pretend it's just the best thing ever. And eventually he'll drop his ball. You could bounce your ball, do anything to make it look like you're playing with your ball by yourself and you're not interested in the dog. And the dog will come over and drop the boring ball. You pick up the boring ball and then you throw the ball again. And I like to keep my ball clean and just keep throwing his dirty ball. So <laughs> that's that's my my trick. But if you want to see the two ball drop trick, yeah, then please go to my YouTube channel. I demonstrate this with a bunch of different dogs and it works every time. If you've got a dog that plays keep away or hog, he's not getting the exercise he should from fetch. 
you won't have to go to where he's dropped it and picked it up. That won't happen anymore. You'll you'll be able to just sit where you are or walk where you are and have your dog fetch for you. That's right. Yeah. You won't have to chase your dog anymore. Okay. So that's one thing going on. The second thing I want her to do besides make the walks more exercise, more um, more athletic and more fun. The second thing I want her to do is if your husband's doing the meals for a couple of weeks, you do the meals. If he's doing treats for a couple of weeks, you do treats. And before you do the meal or the treat, before you give it to the dog, before you signal the dog by opening the fridge or opening the can or opening the bag or whatever smelly, noisy signal he knows is food time, before you do that, say his name and say the word come really loud and then go do that. Now you've got a dog who thinks the word come is worth paying attention to, that something good will follow, not just, oh, when mom says come, the walk is over, I'm not coming. When mom says come, there's treats, there's cookies, there's brushes, there's car rides, there's amazing things to follow. So try that for a couple of weeks, and I'm sure your dog will be coming when called. After fetching, till his tongue's hanging out, and he's exhausted and happy. All right, everybody, we're going to go to break. Stay tuned. This is Deb Wolf on Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Hello. This is Devil on Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. And we're back. Oh, there's so much been in the news lately about animals. And I want to touch on some of it Well, before the show's over. We've just got a little bit left. But rats, rats have rhythm. Who would have thought? I would not have thought that. <laughs> but it's true. They did an experiment with different animals, and they found that not only rats, but also birds. Birds have a musical ear. Now, okay, to me, that's a no-brainer. Why they'd even construct an experiment and get money to investigate whether birds have a musical ear is a bit daft to me because of course they do they're the singers of the animal world are you kidding me if birds couldn't recognize song then why would they sing right of course but yes they found that birds react to the beat they bob their head and are very musical and very reactive to different music but also rats rats bob to the beat and so now they're thinking that that might shed some light on where human music love or musicality comes from, that it may not be, as we had been thinking, a higher evolved function of our brains, that it might be a very primitive function. And that kind of makes sense to me, because if you look around the animal world or the people world, historically, if you look around the people world, all of us had music. 
and in the primitive tribes now, the more less spoiled tribes, <laughs> tribes that are more like things used to be, the ways are similar, and they celebrate with so much music. Music is a part of prayer. It's a part of healing. It's a part of coming-of-age ceremonies. It's a part of community. It's dancing and singing and music is a part of everyday life in a huge way for the tribes of the world and always has been. And so I think maybe they're onto something. I think maybe they're onto something. Maybe this music thing is is deep, deep, deep in our genetics, deep down there where fear and you know fight and flight are, where the desire to breathe and eat as basic as that. I think we need music like we need air and food and water. That's what I think this study is going to prove if they keep it going and go further. So I also had an interesting occurrence happen with my cats. So some of you know I have five cats, and that is not because I chose to have five cats. It's because I had a teenage daughter living here who loved cats. Oh, yes, she did. She loved cats. Cats, 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 cats. And then, you know, she grew up and left and she didn't take even one with her. Not one. All right. Well, I love them too. So it's all good. But now I have five cats. And normally when a person has, say, two cats, I say, get three litter boxes. Or if they have three cats, I say, get four litter boxes. Because you never want to have a situation where a cat needs to use the litter box but it's not accessible, right? Another cat's blocking it or it's busy. You know, when you go to the football game and you're standing in that lineup for the washroom and you're thinking, I'm missing, I'm missing, I'm missing the game and oh, the light up and you just want, okay, your cat's not going to do that. He's just going to pee wherever. That's what your cat's going to do. If your cat were at that game, he'd just pee on the floor. He would not <laughs> wait in the lineup. So you don't want that. You don't want the marking and all those problems. So you definitely want extra litter boxes. So that's what I have here. I have a whole bunch of litter boxes. But I had a friend visiting and she said, I don't mean to overstep, but I want to suggest that maybe you move that litter box. And she pointed to the one in the upstairs hallway. The other ones are sort of tucked away in closets, not as visible. And I said, why should I move that one? What's what's up with that one? What do you mean? She said, well, it seems like they're all used this one. This one is terrible. It's always being used. Maybe if you moved it, they wouldn't use it as much. And I thought, okay, spoken from the mouth of a person who's never owned cats. Yes, if I move it, they won't use it as much. They'll use something else, like my carpet, like like the floor. Like, <laughs> that they're using it is a sign of success. I tried to explain that to her. And she said, but they don't use the other ones. And I said, well, they do sometimes. And they're there just in case. But this is the popular box that everybody likes. It's true. And maybe I should actually put a second one right beside this one. That would make more sense. And she looked at me like I was crazy. Why would you want two disgusting litter boxes in the middle of your hallway instead of one? Well, because I literally have no cat accidents anywhere in this house. They all use the box or the outside. They never make messes. And in a five-cat household, that's a rare thing. So the moral of this story is a well-used litter box is a good thing. It's a good thing. Celebrate that. Clean it off and change it off and so they keep using it. It's going to need twice a day if multiple cats are using it, maybe even more. But just think of all the destruction you're saving every time they do. Okay. So that was an interesting comment I had. And then I was watching Friends 
And I thought this was so funny because sometimes, you know, I forget how funny Friends was. It's been so long since I watched it. And then I watch a rerun and they'll have some animal moment that just cracks me up. So here's Joey and they're about to do something and everybody's washing their hands and Joey's not washing his hands. And they say, hey, Joey, Joey, you should wash your hands. He says, no, no, no. My hands are totally clean. I just bathed the duck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, that's something one of my kids would have said when they were little. But um, ducks and chickens and birds, no, 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 no. You got to wash your hands after you touch them. Definitely. There's all kinds of things you can get from them. But way to go, Joey, for having the uh, the animal love to bathe a duck. And I guess while we're still on Friends, I'll do one more from Friends. There's this one episode where Phoebe goes to meet her dad, her real dad. She doesn't actually meet him in the episode. She meets her stepbrother instead. But at one point, there's this little dog <laughs> and he attacks her and he's biting her leg. Oh man, it's a great scene. He's just tenacious. And I, when I see scenes like that, I often think of the dog actor and what's going on there because they cut away and Phoebe escapes to the car and she's back in the car. And then the dog has managed to climb right up to the window and he's like growling and snarling at the window. And I just think, oh no, how do you untrain that? Sometimes it's very difficult to teach an animal that's been performing something for reward, possibly over and over and over to get the right take for the episode, to get him to undo that behavior. Years ago, I had this a little macho dog. I can't remember the breed. Pushed in. I can see him. He was a, he was probably a mutt. It's like a, a little tiny, sort of like a pit bull, but he wasn't. But he was sort of like a tiny, small pit bull, if you will. This one scene in this one show took a sunroof, which was a crack open, and urinate. So they trained this little dog to climb up on this sports car, this very, very fancy sport car, and stand on the sunroof and urinate. That was the scene in the show. And they had to do it over and over and over. And of course, the sunroof was a little crack open, so it would dribble through. And that that was the scene. Well, I got this dog about a year later as a training customer because the people couldn't stop him from doing this. Yeah, yeah, you don't want that. You don't want that. Same with kids. Sometimes kids, <laughs> actor kids, little kids get rewarded for something, especially the toddlers in a scene, and then they want to do it over and over and over at home. Oh, no, you do not want your dog running away from you to urinate on sunroofs of your friend's cars. No, you don't want that. And that's what this dog would do. And with a determination, you know, like he would just do anything to get out and get on top of a car and pee. So, yeah, that's what I think of when I see those shows. Oh, unfortunately, we've used up most of our time today on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. I want to invite you to send me emails. Oh, yeah. And if you know someone that you think would be a good guest on the show, I'm always looking for guests next week. I'm going to have a cat groomer. She's been a dog groomer and a cat groomer, and she goes door-to-door -door grooming cats, and I'm sure she's got lots of crazy stories about very badly behaved cats and very naughty, spoiled dogs and what they do when they're at the groomers. If you only knew what you could find out next week. But I just love interviewing new people. Anyone with a pet-related business or interest or a rescue, I'd love to get their name and, and contact them and have them on a future show. And also, if you know someone who's got a company that has a product and they want some more online sales to pet owners, maybe they've got a new cleaner 
or they've got something that works really well with dogs or cats or dog or cat people, families that own pets. I have a huge audience, so there's advertising opportunities here on this show. Just let me know. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. From us here at Pet Life Radio and me, Deb Wolf, be good to your animals. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.